What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Clap On Podcast. This is episode nine. We're recording on April 10th, so it's a Saturday. Uh, we'll have this out on Monday, as per usual. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good episode this week. we got a guest coming on that, um, you know, I never really thought we'd have him on the podcast, but we kind of got him talking. He's more of a, of a close friend than, um, you know, an editor. He doesn't do that as much, but um, still a great hockey mind. So uh, you're going to love this interview, guys. Um, but, you know, there's really no time to waste. Uh, we're going to get right into the news of the week. Before I do, just want to say um, uh, RIP to DMX. Uh, just uh, it was kind of sad that uh, passed away this week and um, not really hockey related. But, you know, he had some good songs for uh, hockey editing for sure. So I just wanted to say rest in peace to, to, to DMX. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to say something there, Nathan. No, I okay. no, I just yeah, just rest in peace. Cause yep. yeah, it was it was it was really sad. I I didn't uh, honestly I didn't really care about it till like the day after it happened. But yeah, no, I I agree with you. We had some great music for hockey or not. It, I mean, it was great music. So yeah, rest in peace to him. Uh, so anyway, getting into the news of the week, we're gonna start with my Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they've had a busy week. They've been you know just you know rubbing elbows with the Florida Panthers. They're just perfect trade partners, I guess. Uh, the Blackhawks made a trade. If your name is Lucas, um, you're going to get traded this week. Uh, Blackhawks traded forward Lucas Walmark. Thank you. And defenseman Lucas Carlson to the Florida, uh, Florida Panthers for forward Brett Connolly. Defenseman Riley Stillman. Forward Henrik Borgstrom. Mm-hmm. And a 2021 seventh round draft pick. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. I think it's a W. Honestly, for both teams, uh, I think the Hawks win this one, though. Uh, I, I just think they win this one just because of Borgstrom. Right, Borgstrom. <laughs> to be I've, honest, <laughs> I've heard good things about Stillman too. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what their plans are for him, but he's a defenseman, and the Hawks can definitely use more of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about him though. But the thing is, like, will the Hawks regret moving on from Lucas Carlson? Maybe I don't know. He he hasn't been you know in the NHL for that long, so I can't really get a concrete idea of what he's going to look like will the panthers regret moving on from borkstrom i fucking hope so because stan bowman look if there's anything that okay stan bowman trades aren't his thing usually anymore doesn't seem like it but there's one thing that he and his team know how to do it's scout and draft and um he basically said that borkstrom is one of the best college players he's seen the last 10 years now borkstrom hasn't played with the panthers this year he's been in the some Finnish league I wish I could tell you off the top of my head but I don't know he has I believe nine career NHL goals um yeah nine he has nine goals 10 assists 19 points in 58 games I believe he played with Denver in college he he played for University of Denver yeah okay he was excellent there and that's good because um fuck did Ian Mitchell play for Denver somebody in the Hawks organization that I believe is currently playing with. Yeah, Ian Mitchell. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So, yeah. so they got a good look at him when he was, you know, when they were looking at Ian Mitchell, they probably were like, this Borgstrom kid's really good. You know, hopefully one day we can, you know, work on something. And, and you know, the Hawks love trading with pretty much three teams, the Coyotes, the the, the Canes, and uh, now the Panthers. That's like all they ever trade with. So um, I don't know. I don't know why, why Florida wants to give up on Borgstrom, but they saw something. They reacquire uh, Lucas Walmark. Um, so I don't know. He had like one goal and like, I think two assists with Florida in the short time he was there or something like that. So uh, I'm pretty happy that Walmart's gone. He's been just 
you know, he didn't even have a goal at the Blackhawks. I don't even know if he had an assist. He might have had one. Um, just just so underwhelming. I Not that I was really expecting much out of him, but I know he's gone, so I'm kind of happy about it. They get they get Brett Connolly, the Blackhawks do. Um, you know, veteran guy. Uh, I mean, they're just they're basically taking him off for the cap space to help out Florida because Florida has a legit chance this year, and they're probably gonna want to be buyers at the, the deadline. Well, they're obviously gonna be buyers. Um, so it's just uh, they're taking on the cap, but they get Borgstrom in the process. We'll see what happens with Stillman, and then that seventh round draft pick from this year that could be anything. Um. Do you have anything else you want to say about that? No, trade? I just, I mean, I've, I watched, I remember watching Borgstrom, Borgstrom in college or university, sorry, I should say. And he was gross. Like he looked good. Um, probably lacked a little bit of his defensive game, but I mean, you're going to get that with a high, uh, like a very wellly skilled forward. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think right now, based on just the names, I think the Hawks win. Like you said, though, Lucas Carlson, he could turn into something really good. You know, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell with any of these players, really, like Borgstrom or Carlson, just because, you know, they've only played a handful of games in the in the NHL. Um, and I don't know how many what, what his stat line was like for Carlson, Matt, but I, I – Couldn't tell you. No, I don't know either. But, um, no, right now I think the Hawks win. But, I again, I think it's a win-win for both teams you know, you're not going to put a trade through that you don't think your team doesn't benefit from. And I'm sure that um, I'm sure that the Panthers gave up Borgstrom because they see something in Carlson or see something in, in uh, who was it? Walmart, like Walmart's young too, right? It's a young guy. Young ish. Yeah. Uh, okay. Got like so yeah, I don't know, goals. but I, I think, I think it's a good trade out. So I was just looking at Borgstrom stats right now in the, the Finnish league. Cause he's playing in Liga. Yep. So uh, yeah, he has 19 points in 28 games right now. Yeah, not not awful, not awful. On not this awful. Side. I mean, it's a point every second game right now, but it's so, not yeah. it's not too bad. But uh, and just one more thing, really quickly. Um, Anton Lundell, who is a draft pick of Florida, mm-hmm. is playing on that same team, and he's at he actually has 25 points in 25 games. So now. I mean, I was going to say Bor- Borgstrom and him could uh, like be best buddies, but obviously now that Borgstrom shipped off to the Hawks, it's a little different, but yeah. Um, right. Sorry, we'll move on from that. I also uh, want to say, I just want to say. One oh, more did you want to hear something? Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Just when I saw Borgstrom's name, I thought that was a joke. I thought they like misspelled something because I was like, there's no way. Like, again, it's not like, the, you know, they traded Barkov to the Hawks, but it's like, yeah. it's, I'm like, this guy could, you know, I mean, Bowman said it himself. He's like one of the best players he's seen in the last 10 years. That gets me really excited. Um, and I haven't had much to be excited about as of recent for the Blackhawks, which we're probably about to get into here. Um, so I don't know. I was just, I was shocked. So, you know, obviously, I don't think the Hawks are going to make the playoffs. We'll get into that in a moment. But if he's in the lineup next season, I'm not, I'm not going to put the world on his shoulders. I am not going to expect anything with with Borgstrom because I have learned very well this season. If I expect something from someone on the Hawks, they're not mm-hmm. going to deliver. So I'm going to just be optimistic, but I'm not going to expect him to be as Stan Bowman says, um, you know, one of the best players you've seen out of college in the last 10 years, I will expect him to be an NHL player and we'll see what he can do from there. But yes, we'll move on very quickly. Um, Vinny Hinestroza, he was reacquired 
by the Blackhawks this past week. Um, in the first game he played with a team, he got an, a beautiful assist on a Kubelik goal. Beautiful. And then the next game, he did it again. Another beautiful assist to Kubelik. Um, that game, they were wearing the reverse retro. That game, they lost 5-1, to one, though. The Blackhawks in. We will talk about that. Uh, also, Kirby Doc got his first goal of the year. Very nice goal um, on a play from Patrick Kane, who got redeemed after he had a goal called back. Um, a beautiful goal from Patrick Kane was called back in that first Dallas game of that little mini series this week because Kirby Doc was offside. So they both got redeemed for the offside goal. Doc got a, a goal, Kane with another point. Unfortunately, Kane, uh, Kane did get an empty net goal that game, though. So he did get a goal and an assist, but obviously would have liked to have that first goal count because it was just so nice. And I just want to get Kane more goals. He, he just needs more. He yeah. um, Alex Dabrinka has now hit 20 goals. Um, having just a phenomenal ba- bounce back year, unbelievable year for the guy um, just seems to be, I wouldn't say he's better than Kane, but man, he is, he's pushing him for uh, you know, the best player on the team right now. Um, obviously it's Kane, but man, Dabrinka is right there. Um, and then, yeah. So I have a little rant and then we're going to let Nathan talk about the Senators. I got to get this. I, 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 I've been putting it, I've been putting off my, I've been putting off my rant for the last two weeks. It's not going to be as bad as you think. Okay. 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 I just need to say it right now. So the Blackhawks, they won the first game against Dallas. I think it was four to one was the final score. Um, I might be wrong or four to two. I don't even care. It doesn't matter anymore. And then they go and play the next game. They're wearing their beautiful reverse retros. The Blackhawks are their last year, uh, day of the year wearing uh, that Jersey right there for the for the uh, uh, video listener viewers so they were one and one in that jersey they they won the first game they played against detroit and then they lost second time they wore it against nashville and they lost this one to dallas so they end up one and two on the year in that jersey what a disgrace that jersey that they did by losing that game i said last episode the blackhawks need to figure out what team they want to be either they want to be a playoff team or they don't ladies and gentlemen the Blackhawks have figured out what team they want to be. They are not a playoff team. And they have made it clear ahead of the, the trade deadline, which is in two days, that they are not buyers. They are sellers, which is why Matthias Janmark is scratched tonight as an organizational decision. This team has figured it out. Nashville is, I believe, four points above them. Dallas right behind them with three. Dallas could easily pass them. I hope Dallas makes the playoffs because Dallas is the only other team I can really give a damn about. Dallas, ride or die, baby, at this point, at this fucking point. I've been making memes all week about how the Blackhawks have given up this playoff position. So if you follow my Instagram, you would have seen them by now. I'm not mad anymore because now I know what team they want to be. What pisses me off, though, is that they looked like they were going to be a different team. So now they're in the middle of no man's land. Because they're not going to get a playoff spot, but they're also not going to get a super high draft pick. So now we're in the middle of this round in a draft that I have heard zero about. I have heard zero about this draft. Nobody seems to care about it unless your name is Owen Power or Luke Hughes. That's all I really hear about. So obviously those guys aren't going at like the 15th overall pick. So look, I don't think the Na- Nashville is just L- Luke Hughes there. might. He's really? injured. He's oh, he is. Oh, he got injured, so his draft stock's stock. going down. Yeah. So he's going to be mid to late first rounder. Just thought I'd plug that in there. But yeah, anyway, continue. Go ahead. Anyway, that is that is basically all I have to say. The Hawks have figured out what team they want to be. And it's just, I'm mad because now I don't, you know, it's like, obviously they made some 
in my mind, some decent trades. You know, Hinnestrosa, technically point-per-game player right now on the season and with the Blackhawks, very good for him. Um, you know, we'll see how Borgstrom pans on everything like that. That's all really next year at this point, though. And I'm afraid of what they're going to do now at this deadline. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Soderbergh's out the door. Um, I'm a little bit upset to see Jan Marco. Obviously, he hasn't been as good as he was early on in the season, but um, he's not Lucas Walmart. He's not Carl Soderberg. He's better than both of them. And I would rather keep him around. Um, I don't know. And obviously the Hawks are sellers at this deadline. So I guess their big move in the off season is to get a fucking backup goalie. Cause it's not going to be Subban. Delia has been um, saying he's been pissed off with just being in the taxi squad, not really getting time anywhere. Cause he doesn't really get time in the AHL, but they're not calling him up. And Look, Nashville has passed the Hawks. I think the Hawks have games in hand. Regardless, I, I just think it's too late now. Nashville would have to be extraordinarily bad. And look, Shane comes on our podcast a few weeks ago saying, we need to blow everything up. Well, guess what, Shane? Directly after you said that, the Nashville Predators became a playoff team. Directly after. They went on a fucking tear. So thank you, Shane, for that. Um. So I don't know. I don't, first of all, I don't really even know what team Nashville is. Do, are they a playoff team? I don't know. I really don't know. You know, would they have the same fate as the Hawks in the first round? Probably. I don't know if they make it past the first round if they're versing any of the Lightning, the Hurricanes, or the Panthers. But, yeah, um, that's my little rant. The Blackhawks know what team they want to be. They're going to be sellers at the deadline. And now I'm just kind of strapped in and, and here for the ride. But I'm just kind of pissed up they're in no man's land again. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um, I'm willing to put money on that, and that's my rant. So, Nathan, let's talk about the Senators. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't watched, like, the last four games against the Oilers because we lost every damn game against the Oilers. So, uh, and just so anyone knows, sorry, I'm going to – I should explain what I'm talking about. The Sens went 0-9 against the Oilers this season. 0-9. <laughs> they didn't win a single game. Out of nine. Okay, so I don't want to go on a rant because I don't, like, it's not as big as a deal, but it's just, <laughs> I stopped watching the Oilers versus Sens games because we can't win against them. And you know what? People might disagree with me, but it's literally because of McDavid and Drysaddle. No one else. It's just McDavid and Drysaddle. Maybe Darnell Nurse because he has, like, five goals against us in those nine games or whatever. But I'm telling you right now, if McDavid or Drysaddle didn't play in one of these games, I think they played in every game, but if they didn't, if one of the two didn't play in one of these games, we probably would have won that game. I don't know what it is, but every single time they just destroy us. Like I'm sure Matt, you saw McDavid's goal with like six minutes left. I was, I was watching that game right away because I just like I was doing yeah. nothing. And I'm like, I'll just put on a hockey game. Yeah. And that was the only one that was on. And I was watching. I don't think I saw the McDavid goal, but I did see the dry settle one from um, behind the like, goal yeah, line. Like, what is that? <laughs> and I, I literally sent a message to Keegan and I was just like, he did not just do that. He's on the goal line. Like, I don't even think it hit Hogberg or Air Forsberg. Or I don't think so. And I, look, that's a skilled goal. I don't think many players can do that. No, I saw him um, credits for that. And then you see, and then with, and then it's one one. Yeah. This is like the closest game. I forget what game this was, but there was, I don't know what game it was, but um, I think it was the first one of that. Season. Yeah. 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 So it was like the eighth game. Anyway, 
it was one one and i'm like oh my god like this is close like we could actually pull this off and then <laughs> and then the oilers get a power play and six minutes left mcdavid picks the puck up from basically i don't know the, the half wall like inside our own right. line comes yep. in <laughs> just blows by everyone walks mike riley or whoever and then goes top shelf and scores and i'm like okay <laughs> turning off the game <laughs> I'm done. I can't do it. But yeah, no, the sense sucks so bad against the Oilers. Thank God we're done with them for the season because at that point, I stopped watching after like the sixth game because I knew we weren't going to win another one. Right. Um. But yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, the Oilers head coach Dave Tippett kind of gave you guys a little bit of praise. He did. I forget but, what the quote was. Yeah, he, he said did. he he said um someone asked him you know. Uh, you beat the Senators, you know, nine times, like, you know. Like, oh, oh, he said it. Yeah, yeah. He, he if it like, were so if it were so easy, why doesn't everybody do it? Yeah. So he didn't he basically said it wasn't a cakewalk, but yeah, we did it, but like they're a good team. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and and you guys are, you know, just maybe you got that one team that really uh you just can't I, it's just out. we we don't have the defense to stop McDavid and Drysdale. Yeah, I mean look, it's McDavid and Drysdale. I'm not even shocked. I, I I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked more teams haven't gone completely shut out when, yeah. you know, so. I will say, I will throw this in though. We're the only team to not be shut out this season. Really? Did you know that? We are no. the only team who hasn't been shut out. You have played, what, almost 50 games now. And not once have you no, guys been shut we out. We scored every single game. That's actually really impressive. I did not <laughs> yeah, know that. Yeah. Okay. Except, especially when we're losing like nine to two. But um, that okay. I, I don't think we got shut out the, one of the last few nights. So I still think no, you didn't. No, so I don't have the hat trick though. Yeah. So, that. so yeah, we're the last team in the league this season. I think to not be shut out. Just fucking ridiculous those two every every i mean when i yeah. pulled up the nhl app and i saw this yeah. was already like you know whatever it was i'm like all right let's see how many points my david has i know and of course you know fucking just on the yeah. score sheet every it's ridiculous i don't even i think he got held off a score sheet in one of the montreal games though but i mean uh, did you want to talk about this palmary trade and stuff yeah I mean... yeah we'll move on we'll, we'll we'll stroke off mcdavid later um so the New York Islanders made a trade this week, um, and no, they didn't get Taylor Hall. They uh, instead traded a 2021 first-round draft pick, a 2022 conditional fourth, which, forgive me, I don't know what the conditions are on that, uh, forward A.J. Greer, and forward Mason, it's either Jobst or Yops, I'm not sure, or Yopst, I don't know, we'll, we'll say Jobs. to the New Jersey Devils, for forward Kyle Palmieri, and forward Travis Ajak. And they have New Jersey is retaining 50% of the salary for both those guys. Okay. First of all, I like to say rest in peace to Kyle Palmieri's beard, because when you go to play for the Islanders, Lou Morello, the GM there makes you shave it. So guy looks completely different. Honestly, good looking guy though. He looks pretty good without it. Not going to lie. Um, saying that as a heterosexual male. Um, but there's an interesting trade in the sense that New Jersey like didn't really get i mean they get a first round pick sure which yeah. is going to be a low round pick it's going to be pretty low i don't know who aj greer is who's the... he, i know he played for colorado that's where i, I knew the name oh like, okay. yeah yeah you're right um and i feel like that could pan out maybe for new jersey but i don't know they just they give up palmieri who's having a down year um but 
I think on a team like New York, it will be good. Uh, you know, JG Paggio goes to New York and, you know, he's fucking amazing. You know, what are the first game he's there? You know what, Matt? I, I can't have these Sens players doing well after they leave us. Right. It pisses me off. Pisses I don't me think, off. I don't think Paggio was actually ever bad in Ottawa. Like, I don't even think. No, he wasn't. He was when good. he got dealt. He, he was he still was good. good, but he was even better there. Um, and then Zajac, um, interesting move. Um, I think that's just to give New Jersey some cap space. Uh, because I don't really see the need for Zajac. And just now imagine this, Nathan. Um, you know, obviously Paul Mary is going to be a Anders Lee replacement, uh, I would think. Um, or something of that nature. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if Anders Lee comes back for the playoffs, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a scary team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like when who's Patrick, there against Sorokin? He's playing great, right? Yeah, Sorokin's been pretty good as a well, he got in a really crap quality there. And I don't know if you saw that, like someone I, don't know I, who I didn't it was. see it, but yeah, okay. I don't know who it was. Someone shot from like the blue line and went in, but anyway, um, it's kind of like the Patrick Kane thing in 2015 where they held him out of the lineup, and then all of a sudden, right for the first game of the playoffs, he's magically healthy. Now, I don't think Andre is gonna be magically healthy, but um, he'll be held out, and then he comes in for the playoffs, and if he can. Oh my God, what a scary team. Um, and yeah. and Zajek isn't the worst thing either. I just don't really get it, I guess, except for cap reasons. Um, man, I don't know who you think wins this trade, but I think I do. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think the Islanders win it. It's not even a question. Yeah. Like, um, I just wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about the whole Gusev thing. If you didn't have anything else to say, um, no, I, I guess I don't. Again, that's a 2021 first round pick. That's probably going to be like in like the 25th to like 32nd yeah. anywhere. Yeah. There. So yeah. 30, 30 second because it's going to be an expansion draft year. So we'll see. It's so weird saying 30 second. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I don't know if Greer or Jops or or Jopes or they're going to be any good. But um, I, who knows? I don't even know if Paul Murray is going to stay there um if you know he should take the the Pajot route and just resign there if he's a smart guy mm-hmm. um again though i don't really know how they afford him because they had so many cap problems this past summer even trying to get barzal to sign was a struggle so um you know i, I don't know we'll see what happens but uh wow yeah i didn't see that one coming i figured that if they were going to go for anyone it'd be taylor hall which before we get into gusev they're according to this i don't even know how reliable this guy is someone that is like from like a third party type uh i don't know nhl trade or or actually i think it's like a i'm a buffalo or new york islanders based um website but here's the uh here's the quote apparently the islanders and sabers had a trade in place that would send taylor hall to new york but the devil's adding zay jack with palmary was the sweetener so that's per steven rosner of oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, saw that. So I don't know how true that is but um, that would have been interesting. Um, and uh, apparently the New York Islanders, according to that same guy, they are still very much in play for Taylor Hall. That's the rumor. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's it. So, yeah, if you want to go into um, the Goosehead thing, go for it. Oh, I was just I, – I, I mean, you could have introed into it. I was just more kind of – surprise like I, I don't know how does that work like when he gets put on unconditional waivers 
does he not does he get paid the rest of his contract or how does that work i believe so it's um so new jersey devils forward nikita gusev came over from the khl a couple years ago i believe he played on a line with dadanoff and i think the other guy was shipishoff or i believe that was the other guy um he's on unconditional waivers for the purpose of a contract termination so they're going to buy him out he's going to get paid his 4.5 million and imagine someone else picks him up here before the trade deadline. He gets, let's say, one million. He makes five point five this year or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get paid the remainder of this contract. Well, who, who do? You, yeah, this is the thing. Okay, I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because I know he's not doing great this year, but I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure another team will pick him up. Yeah, I don't see why. Uh, I mean, the hockey guy on YouTube, you know, yeah, kind of a kind of a source because you know he does a good job and he he thinks that. He's going back to the KHL at this point. Um, Dadanoff is the only one from that line that's still here. He's on your Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Um, I don't think he actually has been that bad, right? He no, he's awful. He, he's very in, like he's very all over the place, Matt. Because he, there'll be games where I'm like he's non-existent, but then there'll be like a span of three games they'll score every game, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what's the problem? Right. Um, no, so he, I mean Dadanoff, he has 15 points in 41 games, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, he has three goals in his last five games. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I would be shocked if, because obviously Gusev was on waivers a couple weeks ago, and that means you had to take on his $4.5 million cap hit. Yeah. Now he's a free agent. You can sign to whatever you want, you know, barring that he actually takes the deal. Yeah. I don't see why teams wouldn't potentially try to offer him something. Yeah. But the hockey guy seems keen that he's going back to the KHL. I'm not so convinced um, because I feel like I'm not convinced either, but I could see it I, happening. For sure. I could see it happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I unfortunately just didn't work out in New Jersey for Gusev, but um, we'll see. Yeah. The goose is still loose. Uh, moving on to some waiver news real quick. So um, yesterday, so that would have been April 9th, uh, Edmonton forward Kyle Turris, Montreal's Paul Byron, New York Islanders goaltender Ken Appleby, who signed a two-year, two-way deal, by the way, yesterday as well, which is kind of interesting. And Ottawa forward Clark Bishop. They were all on waivers yesterday. They all cleared. Mm-hmm. So now Ken Appleby has this new deal, too. So that's interesting. Uh, not the first time we've Wait, seen sorry, that. Wait, sorry. The, the, the Ken, Ken Appleby is the – where is this? The – okay, so the reason that he signed is because they needed a goalie to – Leave unprotected, unprotected in the okay. expansion draft. Gotcha. Okay, that's the reason they signed him, because they didn't have a goalie that they could leave unprotected. So they had to sign. Imagine that. Imagine you're Ken Appleby. Oh, sweet, free contract. Right. Just, just for me to be unprotected. Yeah. So. No, it must be nice uh, yeah. to make money doing pretty much nothing. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know how would were you worried about? I mean, okay. Obviously, I don't think I, you were worried about Clark Bishop being wavered. Or way no. to play, but like, do you think he's like been that bad? Or oh, like... he's been great. Oh man, he's been fantastic. He's been he's he's been unbelievable. The re- I don't know why we put him on waivers. The only thing I could think of is because we put him on waivers instead of Anisimov because we might be trying to keep Anisimov with Dadnov, or we might be trying to ship out Anisimov. I don't know, but Clark Bishop's been great. I thought he's I have been I have some breaking news for you, Nathan. Uh, I have to yeah. say this right now. This is breaking news. Uh, my friend actually just sent me this. I don't know what the deals of the trade are. We will update you as oh, they go, but we have a trade to announce. The Buffalo Sabres are trading defenseman Brandon Montour to the Florida Panthers. I do not know for what, but that is a legit story. 
No, breaking news here on breaking news. We did it. Breaking we news here on the cloud ball. Uh, I'm gonna be checking Twitter. Uh, but keep going about if you have anything else to say about Bishop while we keep going. Um, no, I just I was gonna say he's been playing great. Um, I will throw this in there while you keep you can refresh Twitter because I I see you <laughs> don't have it in the notes. Okay. Um, uh, Caulfield made his age. Oh yeah, yeah. Last night, uh, I believe it was last night, and he. So he won the Hobie Baker. Um, that mm-hmm. was pretty obvious. I, I I would think. I mean, you could make a case for Pinto, but I think Caulfield was the clear cut winner. Anyway, he made his debut last night. Had two goals and one assist. His his first goal was a one timer from the slot. Beautiful goal. Uh, his assist was fantastic as well. He, he dangled around a couple of people, lost the puck, went to somebody else scores, and uh, his second goal was a off of a semi breakaway rebound anyway thought i'd throw that in there because you didn't have it in um but no he caulfield i wouldn't be surprised if they call him up to the show so i mean i hope they do i want to see him so bad i i I already stroked this guy off uh, i think last episode because i i made an edit of him recently i just like i don't i can't recall the last time i've been this excited about a player not only that doesn't play for the team that i cheer for um I mean, Montreal probably would be the third choice that I would cheer for. I don't know why I've always liked Montreal too, but that's ridiculous to even have more than one team you cheer for in my opinion. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a debate for another time, but uh, I, I just like the Blackhawks and the Dallas Stars. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I've loved this guy. I, I love him. I love, uh, he had the interview when he was with Team USA in the post game during the World Juniors where you were just like, we got a fucking, and he's like, oh shit. Uh, oh, wait, I didn't mean to say that. I was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is such a beauty. Oh man, I love this guy. So uh, glad to see he already just has a monster night in his debut um, with the Laval Rockets. So uh, I, I hope he's, um, yeah. So I hope, I hope he's up soon. I hope to see him in the playoffs this year yeah. because obviously it's pretty set in the North Division who's making the playoffs. It's going to be the Leafs, Oilers, Jets, and Canadians. So um, hope to see him up there in the playoffs this year uh moving on to the rest of the waivers of today not really any big news but um pittsburgh defenseman yuso ricola and pittsburgh forward colton sevier done on waivers say i'm sure nobody picks either of them up so just quick waiver news nothing really to say there uh last bit of waivers news i knew this guy was going to get claimed the second he was put on waivers i knew it uh arizona forward drake kajula yeah Picked up on waivers by the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, can we get an F in the chat for Drake Kajula, man? He was on the Oilers uh, for a crap year, and then he got he was on the Oilers when they had that playoff run. Had a I think a, I think a goal at least, maybe two in that playoff run, and then gets traded to the Blackhawks, which that made me pretty happy. I was really happy to see him there, and I thought he was decent in the time that he was here. He's a physical player. He could get a goal here and there. Um, Hawks didn't see anything with him, so they gave him away to Arizona. He was having a pretty down year there. Goes to Buffalo now. He goes from a team that was pretty much almost guaranteed to make the playoffs to a team that, well, you know, <laughs> a team that has less wins yeah, than goaltender yeah. Jack Campbell. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I got a feel for Drake Kajula. That's got to suck. Um, it's funny too because Drake Kajula was in my uh, he's in my in my Bia Pro that I play in NHL. He um he was actually sent off to Buffalo, so uh, it's kind of interesting that my Bia Pro NHL crap uh, came true. So um, but yeah, uh, do you have anything you want to say about that one? 
Um, not really. I mean, we always seem to figure out like people that get put on waivers. We never know who's going to get picked up. We're always wrong. But I guess in this sense, you were right. Um, I just I just had a feeling. Yeah, I'm, I've just been on Twitter trying to see what the return is, but there's nothing. There's nothing yet. But it, it is it is true because all the reliable sources I follow are reporting it. And they're all basically saying yeah. Montour has been traded. We yeah. So, I mean, Colin Miller was also not on the ice for the Sabres, but there's nothing about him going. Okay. To um, somebody, this is a joke, by the way, it's not true, but somebody just said the trade is Montour for Barkov. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <one>. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh I would also maybe expect before we end we end the recording here that Jan Mark could be traded at any point here. I don't know. We, he yeah. could be. I, I bet right when we're done recording, he gets traded. But uh, we'll see. But moving on to the next bit of news, uh, we got some extensions to well, an, an extension to announce. Uh, Vancouver forward Tanner Pearson has signed a three-year contract extension with uh, the Canucks for uh, it's three point two five million uh, buckaroos per year. So. I don't know. Um, obviously, you look at contracts, you probably want Tyler Toffoli instead of Tanner Pearson because I think he makes like a million more for another extra year. Yeah. And uh, Tanner Pearson's got like 11 goals, no, 11 points this year in 33 games. And Tyler Toffoli's got like 20 goals. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, what did my friend just send me? This Man, Twitter's really popping off about this Montour trade. Man, people do not like him. Yeah, no, my my friend says, what do you think the return is? He's like, you think first round or prospect, maybe tip it? I'm like, I don't think they're going to get rid of tip it. I don't know about that. But they just get rid of Borgstrom. So, um, but I'm going to try to stray away from that until we get the actual details. And yeah. then um, we will update you. I would assume we get them before this podcast is over. So um, also moving on next to a trade that happened uh, last night prior to this recording uh columbus they traded forward riley nash to the toronto uh i almost said blue jays the toronto maple Leafs for a conditional 2021 seventh round pick now i do know the condition on that one because everything least related gets shoved down my throat um the set the condition on that one is if nash plays in 25 percent of the least playoff games that seventh rounder becomes a sixth rounder my friend made a joke so he'll be uh He'll be playing in one game for the Leafs because they're going to get swept in the first round. That was his joke. So, um, but no, uh, yeah, um, I didn't see that one coming. I, I, the, Toronto's been linked to so many people. I didn't understand Riley Nash, but apparently it's a cap move because they're putting him on LTIR with Anderson, and apparently they have a bunch of cap space. And as I mentioned earlier, they can kind of do the Patrick Kane thing. They can hold Nash out and then bring him back for the playoffs, and they can also get ten million, whatever they have in cap space right now. Yeah, they can get whatever it is, go out like hypothetically they get Taylor Hall or something like that. And then they can bring Nash in too. And they, yeah. can, so they can make it, they can make a huge splash now at the trade deadline. Um, they're going to do something. We know the lease and it's just a matter of what, but I mean, it's a pretty minor trade. I'm surprised it only took a seventh round pick obviously because of, of his cap hit. I mean, it's um, conditional, but, but yeah, I mean, did, I mean, I basically nothing. That's a, that's a W for the Leafs all day long. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Riley Nash isn't like a game breaker, but like, and you know um yeah i don't know it's uh also another trade uh the, the red wings have traded forward patrick nemeth back to colorado he played in colorado a couple years um for a 22 2022 fourth round pick which is interesting because 
of the two players, would you rather have Riley Nash over Patrick uh, Nemeth? Or am I missing something with Nemeth? Because, I don't know, I just – they gave I've up more for Nemeth. I've heard more good things about Nash. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They gave up more for Nemeth than they did for – I don't know. It's just interesting. Um, but then again – Because Nemeth is not injured. Yeah, I guess so. I'll get, yeah, probably. I don't know. And Stevie, why we trust, though, because I, I trust that guy. I, yeah. I would trust him with my life. But, yeah, pretty minor trade, but, you know, a little reunion for Nemeth. He goes from, you know, bottom of the, the Central Division, yeah. you know, to a, a pretty much Stanley Cup contender that he, you know, is comfortable with and has experience with. So, yeah, good for him. Uh, I've been saving this for later just because, you know, we already mentioned Toronto multiple mm-hmm. times here. But uh, Toronto goaltender Jack Campbell is now 10-0-0 on the year. He has more wins than the Buffalo Sabres do. Let's just put that out there, ladies and gentlemen. The Buffalo Sabres have nine wins. Um, <laughs> he tied Carey Price for an NHL record. Carey Price is the only other goaltender to do that in NHL history to go uh, win his first 10 games of the year. Um, and he broke uh, a Maple Leafs record as well. Gamble did. He beat, uh, oh my God, um, Felix Poppin uh, for that record too. So, um pretty cool week for him he's just i only hear the greatest things about jack campbell like everyone says this guy is like the nicest guy you'll ever meet like he's just the biggest beauty um and they love him it's so cool to see how the young guys interact with him you know he starts off in dallas doesn't really work out there goes to la pretty solid backup there and now he's taking over as a starter for the maple leafs and um i mean we'll see how long this little high lasts just because i know Oh, oh, he's losing tonight. Oh, yeah? Who are they, who are they playing tonight? Me, the Sens. Oh, okay. They're not me, us. Because <laughs> um, you know how hockey fans, and specifically Toronto fans are, you know. Yeah. You know, if a goalie loses, you know, goes on a 10-0-0 record and loses two games, they're going to flip shit. So, um, I'm, you know. I mean, I'm just saying it'd definitely be a Sens thing to do. It would be. To it break would the be. streak, knock on wood. I mean, it's gonna. I, I don't know. I could see it definitely happening. I, I like it to keep continuing on just because, you know, I like to see Toronto win because I like a lot of guys on yeah. that team. I like Steve Dangle, clearly. Um, yeah. You know, there's you a lot. Unfor- it's unfortunate. Fan, but... Yeah, I, no. I mean, he's made I, – I because I watched Dangle – not only his podcast, not only his LFRs, but he does so much shit on Sportsnet now. So yeah. I just see so much Leaf stuff from him. I honestly know more about the Leafs than I probably do about the Blackhawks. And I don't mean yeah. just like right now. I mean like history-wise. I probably know more Leafs history than I do the Blackhawks. I could probably tell you, you know, jersey numbers on the Leafs more than I could, you know, Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing because I really do like a lot of players in Toronto. There's a lot of teams that I actually want to win the Stanley Cup. It is so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and not one of them are my Chicago Blackhawks. So, um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. And uh, I hope it continues. My question for you is, yeah, do you think Jack Campbell ends the season with more wins than the Buffalo Sabres? <laughs> How many games are left? Uh, I don't know. It's like like 15 or so you know so i mean he's only got a one game lead on them right now but you know they're trading montour you know so let's see i don't know how much worse they're gonna get no i don't think he finishes with more games one oh dude i don't know i think it'll be close he's not gonna I play the be rest close. Of the games. he's not gonna play the rest of the games this season um but ah uh, yeah i don't know no. um we're gonna move on now 
I just want to talk about this because it's, you know, it's probably like, yeah, no shock, but I don't know. It's still pretty awesome. Uh, Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals has now hit 20 goals for the 16th time in his career. He's the, only the eighth player in NHL history to do so. I told you he's not done. I told there were people in my DM saying he sucks now. He's not, he's going to start getting older. You just watch. He you're, is you're not, not fucking me, right? done. No, no, talk- no, I'm not talking okay. to you, but he is not fucking done. All right. I love that man. I would give my life for that man. I love him. Good on you, Ovi. Even though you missed games this year on your own fault because you broke protocol and whatever and whatnot. Good on you. Fuck him. You're good. You're going to keep being good. Break that fucking record. You probably won't, but I hope you do. Nathan, take it away. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 the, wasn't the 20th goal, his 20th goal off of Rossman's Dowling's foot? Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one from the, like, the left yes. side. Yeah, yeah. So, what yeah, a no, great the, goal. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no, no. Um, but, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree. A lot of people have been doubting him. I think he'll finish top three in scoring uh, for sure at the very least. Um, Anyway, not, 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 not the zero, you mean overall. No, overall. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, sorry, overall. Yeah, overall in the NHL history. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to, <laughs> after Matt's little rage there, we'll move on to uh, the top 10 points race because mm-hmm. it's shifted around quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so McDavid is first with 69 points. Nice. Nice. 20, 23 goals. Uh, Dry Settle is second with 61 points. He has 22 goals. Kane has 51 points, Marner 48 points, Matthews 48 points. Uh, but he has 40 or 28 of those 48 points are goals. And he is this true? He could be the mm-hmm. first Leaf in 75 years to lead the league in scoring. Yeah, I saw I saw that this morning. I was like, I'm That's gonna throw crazy. that in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, McKinnon also has 48. So Marner, Matthews, and McKinnon are all tied with 48. Martian has 47. Crosby has 47. I think he popped back in there. He was at um, he was at the bottom of this list a couple yeah, days ago. He so was at he 44. Um, and now he's, yeah. Ranton also has 47. He has 23 goals. So a three-way tie between well, Marner, Matthews, McKinnon have 48, Marshan, Crosby, and Ranton and all have 47. And then mm-hmm. Trifley, who's a little surprising to me, he has 46. Surprising that he's that high? Yeah. To me. Really? You would think he's lower than top 10? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really heard much about him, but I mean yeah, maybe he's just a quiet guy. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I don't know how. What's the what's the goal scoring lead? I'm assuming Matthews is Matthews. Like it's it's Matthews and then McDavid and Ransom and tied at 23. Oh really? And then oh, oh, no one's catching Matthews. It's over now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, 28 goodness. goals and McDavid has 23. McDavid's not McDavid. McDavid's the only one that could actually do it. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. Or Drysaddle. Drysaddle could do it too. I could see Drysaddle as well. But the thing is, is like. McDavid and Drysdale feed off each other so much they just like I feel like neither of them want to score they just want to set up the other one so I feel I like if anything it would just go back and forth they would be like McDavid would get to 24 then Drysdale would pop back up to 24 and then it, it, I feel like Matthews is a, one of those pure goal scorers whereas like Drysdale and McDavid just love passing the puck to each other but um I guess you know I, I did. I don't think the goal scoring race is over yet. I, really? I think there's, I I think think there's, I think there's plenty I of time. Think, I don't even think it'll get. I think if McDavid it. really wanted to, he'd he find could. a way. If he was a little more soft with the puck, maybe. Oh, but... yeah. He'd find a way. 
but I don't think he honestly cares. I, I don't think he really cares because he's like, he's like, he probably thinks in his head that he knows he's the best player in the show. I don't think but... Matthews cares either. I think he's just doing it. Yeah. Um, but no. yeah, no, I, I don't think it's over. I hope it's okay. not because I, okay. I don't like to see a close race, but I don't think when McDavid or Dryset are healthy, I don't think anything's yeah. ever over. So, um, yeah. For defensemen, is it uh, okay? So they're leading defensemen. So Tampa Bay Lightning, Victor Hedman, and New York Rangers, Adam Fox are leading defensemen with 37 points. Mm-hmm. And, right now for defensemen. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Nick will have something to say about that, but I was just thinking that that's crazy to me that it's like Fox is what, what second year in the league and he's literally tied for first in points. The fact that this guy has already could. Be, I'm not gonna say he's gonna win the Norris, but he definitely probably will somewhere down the road. Um, yeah, what do you think of that, Matt? With the with the league leading or the the defenseman scoring, I should say. I gotta get myself a Fox jersey. Uh no, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's I don't know, it's just weird. We talked about him last episode too, and just how, um, you know, the whole trade went down. Uh, you know, he was originally drafted by calgary and then they traded him yeah yeah the hannafin Hannafin deal with elias lindholm and then he didn't Mm -hmm. want to play in carolina i think they only gave up a second round for him second round pick which i mean it's still a decent pick potentially but yeah um i it's it's kind of shocking especially on a team like new york who's not in a playoff spot no Um, it's unfortunate that he's having this great season um and obviously i if he's not in the contention for norris this year what do you do in NHL? Um, yeah. He should be a nominee. He's tied with, of all people, Victor fucking Hedman, who's won Norris trophies, who's got a Stanley Cup. He's been in the league for years and years. Yes, and he's doing it now in his second year. It, I mean, this is what I expected Kale McCarr to be like. You know? Yeah. Not where, is McCarr, where is McCarr? I, I don't know where McCarr I don't even know. Uh, I could look in points. Hey, he's, okay. not, he's not in the top 10. Really? He is not. I'm looking at points for defenseman right now. He is. He's number 15. He's got 27. So he's uh, 10 behind. He's 10 behind Hedman and Fox. So who's uh, after? Who's uh? So it's Victor Hedman, Adam Fox. Uh, they're tied for first place with 37. And then it'd be John Carlson with 35, and he's tied with Tyson Berry for 35. Then Crystal Tang's at 34. He's in fifth place. And then Dougie Hamilton in sixth place with 31. Shea Theodore with 30. Drew Doughty number eight this year with 30 of all defensemen. Sam Girard of Colorado, 30 as well, tied with – well, actually, that's a three-way tie with Theodore uh, Doughty and Girard. And then Jacob Chikrin and Jeff Petrie are tied for the 10th mm, spot. Good for Chikrin. Quinn Hughes mm-hmm. and Darnell Nurse, Morgan Riley, Camel Carr, and that's pretty much the top. Wow, so, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it was not, I'm not saying McCarr is bad, but it's like you would expect him to be at least a top 10. So oh, Yeah, you would um, just because he's on the abs. But. He, is, he is three points out from doing that, so, you know – but his defense, his other defenseman on the team, Sam Gerard, is just, you know six points ahead of him. So, interesting. Um, but yeah, no. But the the names that are up there are kind of where I, I expect you know you would expect yeah. Carlson. Barry's surprising. I will say that Barry being number yeah, four. Yeah, it's all secondary assists that he's picking. Um, forty one points on the year. Oh, sorry, no, that's forty one games played. My bad. He's thirty five points on the year. My bad. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of um, that's kind of shocking. Uh, Latang's up there. Hamilton. Hamilton's having a hell of a year. Uh, Theodore, that makes sense. Dowdy, I mean, I've always loved Dowdy. People try to tell me he's not good anymore. He's got eight goals, twenty-two assists on a you know, you know, rapidly falling Kings team. I still yeah. think he can you know provide when he needs to. 
definitely better. I would take Drew Dowdy any day in the Blackhawks based on what they have. Um, you know, and Sam Gerard, Jacob Chickering, solid defenseman up there as well. So, um, but yeah, that's the points race. And uh, yeah, Adam Fox is elite. Just don't forget that. Uh, still no update on this Brandon Montour trade. I actually can't believe it that we don't have anything on it yet. Yeah. Um, they are slow, slow day over there at NHL. I'm waiting on you, Elliot Friedman. Let's go. Let's go. I know. I'm Second on his time. page. Yep. All right. So uh, we're going to get into some injury news now. And a lot of it is Blue Jackets related. And this is also um, as of 17 minutes ago. Nick Foligno out day to day with an upper body injury for the Blue Jackets. Boone Jenner as well for the Blue Jackets is now out for the rest of the year with a broken finger. Third and, rounder. Hmm? Third rounder. They get a third rounder. They just did Elliot Freeman just post that, or where did you see that? I'm seeing it from a few different people. I don't know how reliable, so this don't take my word for it. But but um, Kevin Weeks reported. Oh yeah 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 you're right yeah third round pick. A third round pick. Uh, a couple people are saying so it's a third rounder i don't know if there's any salary retained but as of right now it's a third rounder wow okay good that's that's a w for the panthers yeah that is a w that's all it took and also brandon martour via text message just said he's pumped about being traded to florida he said fresh fuck start buffalo. that's what Super. he said what he said fuck buffalo that's the actual no, yeah he said gentlemen. no this is and i quote Fresh start, super excited to finish off strong, end quote. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically fuck you, Buffalo. I'm out. Fucking that's smell more you. of him being like, thank God I get to play on a playoff team. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that's all it took for a third rounder. All it, all it took was a third rounder. So, yeah. yes, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news on the Clap On podcast. You heard it here first. Bram Montour has been traded to the Florida Panthers for a third round draft pick. I'm, I'm assuming in this year's draft as well. So, um, yeah, that is a W for the. The Florida Panthers and more so a W for Brandon Montour to get out of mm-hmm. Buffalo. So um, we knew it was coming. We, we knew he was on the trade block, which was a matter of who yeah. and when. And uh, there you go. So um, anyway, back to the injury news. So it's been Columbus based. I said Boone Jenner out for the season with a broken finger. Nick Foligno just placed on uh, injured reserve yeah. with uh, just day to day. And of the biggest one probably of that list, Blue Jackets defenseman Zach Rowenski is done for the season. So um that team wasn't making the playoffs anyway. They, they pretty much kicked themselves out of it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that kind of sucks. Um, Montreal forward, Brennan Gallagher is out for weeks, quote unquote, with a fractured thumb and the Bobby Ryan revenge tour has officially ended. Detroit forward, Bobby Ryan is out for the season. So that's unfortunate. I was really yeah, I for him. About um, okay. last bit of injury news as well, which, uh, I mean, I ranted about the Hawks not being able to beat Nashville earlier. I mean, this might, I don't know how many games they have left against Nashville, but um, and I don't know how well Nashville is going to play without these guys. But uh, forward Ely Tolvanen and defenseman Dante Fabro for Nashville, both out week to week. I don't know if that's going to help, but I don't think the Hawks get past them. If anyone's going to do it, it'll be Dallas at this rate. But because Jason Robinson Robinson's still on a tear, he had a goal against the Blackhawks there night, so he's just fucking unbelievable. Um, so yeah, that's I mean that's pretty much it. Uh, I just said I just wanted to add a couple things here actually. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um so there's this podcast, uh, it's ran by Mark with Thought and Brent Wallace, I believe. Okay. Uh, on uh on on well it's a podcast, but the, on Twitter I see a lot of it, like little snippets in this. And uh they're really great. They're I forgot what the podcast is called. I think it's like the Wally and my thought show or something. 
anyway the only reason i bring this up is because i'm a sense fan and they do they have like sense guests all the time like either retired players or or future players like they had pinto on they had bernard or uh, bernard docker on they had chris neal on stuff like that and i just wanted to talk about how pinto was considering 66 as his number with the sense Ooh. He, he was considering 66 mm. or 12 i think it was okay the reason for 66 was because six plus six is 12 Ah, okay. Um, but you know that could be interesting considering you know Ho Sang and that whole thing. Anyway, um, uh, with you know Mario Lemieux and stuff like that. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But I also wanted to talk about how, um, Neil was on. I think the most recent episode. I didn't even listen to it honestly, but I saw a bunch of quotes from it. Chris Chris Neil. Yeah, Chris right, Neil. Sorry, Chris Neil. Yeah. And about how in 2017, like when we when the Sens had that run he was really pissed off with the way Boucher was like treating Dezingle and treated certain players. Mm. And he was really upset how he was being treated too. Cause Chris Neal was like scratched like every game or most of the game. And then he came in one game against the Rangers and fought Tanner glass, but just didn't really fight. him. just kind of started throwing punches at him. And then uh, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it'd be funny, funny to mention because, um there's a lot of things that on that podcast it's kind of a plug i guess but yeah there's a lot of things that a lot of guys they bring on that podcast that tell like kind of behind the scenes stuff that you wouldn't usually hear you know so it's interesting to see that um somebody was talking about how because you know Mathot was on that team too like chris neal and Mathot, they were both they were they were on that 2017 team um but it was just interesting to me talk about how the locker room chemistry was so important like it was so big and and it wasn't so much what the coaches were saying or doing it was more about the guys just being there for each other you know what i mean like chemistry the chemistry was just unbelievable so um i don't just thought i'd mention that but also they had the pinto thing because if you chose 66 like what are your thoughts on that matt like (laughs) i don't get a rat's ass dude it's a number like even i get i get why gretzky's number is retired obviously there's a lot of reasons but even then, dude, like, what? I mean, look how many players, like, probably had Gretzky as their idol and, like, would probably want to wear his number. Yeah, I'm sure Gretzky would be like, you know what, go for it. Like, I'm sure he wouldn't care. And it's just like, and some would argue Lemieux is the better player. Yeah. And th- that his number should be the one that's retired league wide. Yeah. It's a number. I didn't care when Hosang did it. I mean, if we're going to look at the two players of who would be more deserving, I'd give it to Pinto. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just a number when it comes down to it. I get that it's symbolic. I yeah. get it. Believe yeah. me, I do. I have... I, uh, you know, I have my favorite number for a reason. You know what? Actually, you know what? You distract the, you distract the listeners. I'll be right back. You know, okay. okay. You distract them. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um... But yeah, no, guys, okay, sorry. I just wanted to throw that in about uh, the Little Sense podcast um, that Mark Mathot and Brent Wallace are doing. Brent Wallace is just like a Sense reporter, but but yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. And we have Matt who is back. What hey, did you for the for yeah. the for the the people watching the video feed? See, I have my number. I have my superstitions. Also, this is freaking backwards. I have to mirror it now. No, no, it, uh, it might I, for me. It looks okay, but it is the text. Is, yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. really? 
Yeah, if for not, me, it's fine. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think it will be. Um, just in case, I'm going to mirror it very okay, quickly, sure. just so yeah. we can get. Uh, um, so yeah. So anyone that can't see the video feed, Matt is holding up a. Okay. Saucman jersey. See, we all have our numbers. They all mean something. It's I've number had, eight, by the way. I've had number eight for the longest time. So wait, Han, is my video back to now? It's 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 the same as before. So I don't know. I think it should be fine. Like, how is this on my shirt here? Is that? normal or yeah, is that it's is normal that, it's, that's it's so normal. weird because on my end it's not okay whatever i don't know but anyway uh yeah so we all have our numbers for a reason um they all have a meaning i only I, I number eight which is always my number i mean like i don't know it's and number eight is not necessarily considered a great number just because it's like it's the eight ball in pool it can be very unlucky yeah um but i don't know it, it was pretty good for me in baseball growing up and um I don't know, Nathan, did you have a number that like you have a, a meeting for? Yeah, 14. And what's the meaning? Always 14. There's a multiple. So number one, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned this, actually. I never really talked about this. So the, my, my number is 14. I always, whenever I could pick it, I would pick it, whether it be in hockey or random number, whatever it is. It's 14 for a couple of reasons. Um, First reason was I liked Heatley as a kid. That was my favorite player growing up, and he wore 15, so I was like, I'll pick one less than him. Like, I'll, I'll respect him, respect his number, so I went to 14. But it's also because my birth date is the 14th of August. That was going to so, be my guess, yeah. Yeah, why. so that's another reason why. Um, I think there is a third reason, and I had it, but I honestly can't remember. But, but, but yeah, they're, they're – uh, no, actually, you know what? It's because my first year I actually played hockey. I think I wore number 14. I, that's what I got stuck with. So it just kind of worked out that way. So okay. it was kind of like my first year of hockey, I just wore 14. And then forever, forever since then, I just, uh, it's just been my number. But yeah, why is yours eight? Um, I don't know. I think kind of the same reason, like it was a number because I played uh I played a lot of things growing up like every I feel like yeah. every kid didn't like boy or girl or whatever like you all we all did gymnastics I don't know why yeah but I play like so that, I, I did like everything I did gymnastics I did soccer I did a year of basketball um yeah. I, did, I did football never did hockey unfortunately um but it was mostly baseball and I believe yeah. I believe for baseball I got number eight that first year oh it was just, just random I think literally it was just because of like it literally, I think it came down to like who showed up in order that day. Like they had the box of like jerseys from one to like, I don't know, like 20 or whatever. And they were just like, all right, yeah. get in the line. And it just happened to be, I was the eighth spot in that I line. See. And, and I, I don't know. I just always liked it. It's, you know, it's in my passwords, you know, don't try to hack mm -hmm. me, but you know, I got the number eight in my passwords. I, you know, I, but again, for the video viewers, like, I love eight, anything having to do with eight here. I got these cane jerseys everywhere, but they all have eights on them. Uh, you know, I yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I like it. I, I would wear 18 if eight was taken. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of, I get it. So I, I don't see the big deal of Pinto taking 66, but he probably, no, I don't think he will. I think he's going to go 12. He probably won't. Yeah. I, I think 12 would look better on him though. Yeah. For real. Um, I think but, but I would, I don't think obviously people make there'd be that, that group of people that makes a big deal about it. It's really not. And I don't think Lemieux would give a rat's ass. No. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't have anything else I want to say. If uh, no, that's that's about it. I'm uh... okay. So um, yeah, that's that's it for our portion here. But we're gonna be bringing on our guest uh, again. I don't think uh, you know 
most would know of. That's not necessarily a bad thing because we are pretty happy to be the one that introduces you to him. So without further ado, we're going to bring our guest on. It's a good interview. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Okay, so now our guest is here joining us now out of Connecticut, of all places. We have our guest, New York Rangers fan. So, you know, uh, don't get too many of those on here. He has, I believe, over 1,000 followers on an editing account on Instagram, but he is is now a YouTuber as well. He does vlogs, NHL content. He's doing it all. He just finished up a huge video project with someone out of the MSG network. Please welcome to the show, Nick. Nick, it is an honor to have you. And uh, I know Nathan doesn't really know you all that well, but yeah. uh, you know, we, uh, we just usually, you know, in the first couple minutes, we let you just do a little introduction of yourself. And that way, uh, you know, people like Nathan can get to know you and yeah, know a little bit about exactly. you. Hey, word. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It means a lot. Yeah, no problem. Man. Um, so, so I guess just yeah. about myself, uh, you know, I'm 19 years old. I go to Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, I have had that editing account, Nick Edits. Uh, I think we're rolling 1,500 subscribers, you know. Uh, it's been that way for the last six, seven months since I kind of stopped editing. But, uh, yeah, I've had that account for probably about five, six years. And uh, right now I've kind of branched into doing some stuff on Twitch, doing stuff for YouTube, um, and doing more cinematic projects and working with sports more. Right. Yeah, you are at 1,500 followers. It's a shame that you don't post. I know you uh, recently did a, a collab with um, Kevin or Pharaoh, mm, um, yeah. which was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, were you always into the hockey editing community or is it just kind of more of like you're into just video production more so? So, yeah, I mean, it, it all started for me with hockey editing. That's like the whole reason why I've decided to go into video production like as a whole. It's like, you know, I was like a junior in high school and my dad was like, all right, well, we're thinking about college. Like, what are what are things you like to do? And I was like, oh, well, I like to video edit. I like to play basketball. Um, and I'm 5'10", so I'm not going to the NBA. But right. so that, that's, that's kind of where I made a decision. Like, let's go in on video editing. Um, and so because I had been editing sports and stuff for like a couple of years and it all started with my love for the Rangers. Um, it kind of just went from there and then I started to do more projects. And now recently I just did the, the project with, uh, with, uh, MSG broadcaster, Bill Pita, which was actually insane. Yeah. It was the, uh, return to Liberty it's on and we're going to plug Nick's YouTube and, uh, into the description. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I had no idea. So that's pretty uh, I, I watched the original yeah. and then it had to get refilmed due to a little error in the script, but, um, it was still even the original was fantastic uh it's just it was a it was a promo from nick uh the rangers obviously with the reverse retro this year they brought back the liberty jersey so nick made a little video edit with it uh he had a, a, his own clips in there but he had mm -hmm. nhl stuff too um and just amazing work just perfect i wouldn't change a thing about it so nice. um yeah it gave me chills man very good work um and yeah nathan definitely go check yeah, it out I'll, I'll definitely check it out yeah but yeah sure. it'll be it will be plugged in the description um i don't know even how nick came across me because i can't remember do you do you know how you and i even began that's talking? a good question i don't really know i think like you you and um i mean nathan obviously like beck and uh diamond and all the, all those big like hockey editors were like just huge at the time that I was coming in um so it was just like a, a real group of people that uh at, when you're starting hockey editing you're like oh these guys are gross like let's just keep watching their videos let's try yeah. and you know comment and like 
you know, it, it didn't really make sense to me at the time that like there's a person behind, you know, each account. So then obviously as you keep going, you get thrown in group chats and stuff. Um, you start meeting people and that's like the coolest thing about it. But I think, yeah, probably we got thrown into a group chat or, you know, I followed you for a while and uh, then I decided to message you or something like that. I don't know. Probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it was so long ago now, but um, I'm, I'm guessing that pretty much everyone that you just kind of mentioned, all those editors, those are probably the ones that I guess inspired you to want to start doing it. Yeah. So actually funny story. So um, I don't know if you guys know hockey AF he's uh, yeah. he's been in the game for yeah. a while. Um so yeah, I followed him for the longest time, like before I even started hockey editing. And then um, I watched one of his videos and I actually remember like which one it is. Like I'll talk to him and he'll be like, yeah, I remember this video that like you, you texted me about. I literally messaged him and was like, yo, like that edit was fire. Like I want to start hockey editing. Like, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, bro, like do it. Like, let's go. So then I made my account like literally because of him and he was like the first person I ever met and we talk probably about once a week, like to this day. I mean, the guy lives in Sweden. He literally lives across the globe from me, but uh, we're still like super tight and super close, but yeah, he was probably uh, the main inspiration for me anyway. Okay. And I know that you have a podcast and yeah. I know it hasn't uh, been, hasn't been an episode in a bit, Yeah, um, but you had him on, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Will was, I think he was my first, uh, first or second, uh episode yeah okay uh and then i don't know is is the podcast should we even plug the podcast or is it kind of is, <laughs> yeah. it, is it kind of just done now i mean like the thing is, is it's just me as a host you know and like it's really hard to run a show like just with one person you know like because right. when you think about it it's like okay you record the episode that's an hour of your time you got to edit it you got to click clips up you got to post and shit and it's just like for one person that's way too much work and right uh i mean like i had resources and stuff at school like we had a whole studio that i shot in and um stuff like that but it's hard to kind of go with just off of one person i feel like not many people would find it interesting to listen to me talk for 45 minutes to an hour about like you know a sport they may or may not be into so right um i mean i have some guests you know here and there um the dean of communications at my school reached out and was like, Hey, I want to be on the podcast. And so wow. like, we're scheduling stuff with that. So I think it's just kind of going to be a guest here and there, but um, I'm planning on starting a new podcast with, uh, with my cousin. So it'll okay. be like a comedy kind of podcast. We'll just kind of talk about random stuff, you know, okay. talk, you know, little pet peeves. It'll be a good, good back and forth banter, but right, something good. different other than hockey. Okay. Well, Hey, and you might be able to get a big guest coming on because you actually have a new friend of yours. Maybe you can ask him to come on and you can tell yeah. us a little bit about your new friend that you made. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, <laughs> that's really funny. I gave, I gave you a call uh, a couple days ago when, when it happened. And so, um, Nathan, I don't know if, <laughs> no, I mentioned it to you. I have no idea about anything. So yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, um, last weekend, I mean, it's nice out. It's starting to get nice out. So I was like, oh, let's go, let's go rip some roller hockey today. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's that kind of day. So I head over to like the, the rink that's like 15 minutes from my house. It's like one other guy there. I'm like, all right, whatever. So hop on, just kind of start ripping pucks around. And I look at the other end, the guy's like gross. Like he's ripping every corner. Like he's just ripping bar down. The guy's like doing dat sukes. I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. So I'm just like watching him for like half the time. I'm just like shooting, like looking over my shoulders and watching him. And then I look over, I'm like, dude, this guy looks like familiar. Like, I don't know why he just does. And like, I go by the bench. He's got like a bunch of sticks like lined up. They're all taped. Like half of them are green, half of them are red. 
and I like take a glance to see if there's any like name or anything on them, but yeah. they all had the number 10 on them. So I was like, dude, who the fuck with number 10? Like, I don't know. Mm. So then um, I literally go over to the bench to go get water and he was like coming around that side and I get a good look at him and I'm like, holy, this man is gorgeous. Like most beautiful <laughs> man I've seen in my life. I know who this is now, like, but there's no way. <clears throat> and so I look up on my phone. I'm like, I, right, let me just, let me just look it up. So I just look up Patrick Sharp, Connecticut. I was like, bro, there's no way Patrick Sharp is standing in front of me shooting pucks. Like, it's no fucking way. And so I look up and I look at him and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's him with his piercing blue eyes. I see this man on NBC all the time. Like, yeah, 100% that's Patrick Sharp. So I was like, okay, I got to go start playing with him now. So I just, we just start passing the puck around and <clears throat> he, he was like digging pucks that night. He's like, yo, like sitting at like Panarin OV spot, like hit me with a pass up the neutral zone and then I'll just like, hit you back for a one-timer and I was like dude fuck yeah let's go so I'm just like ripping one tease from Patrick Sharp and uh it was pretty sick I talked to him for like 20-30 minutes he was a really really cool guy um and so yeah and then oh then the next day I was watching him on the national broadcast and a commercial comes on or whatever I get a notification on my phone and it was like Patrick Sharp just started following you on Instagram and I was like dog no way so I like look up his official account. It's verified and everything, but man was on TV commercial hits. He's like, let me follow my boy. Yeah. So, you know, now we're bros. It's just something light, <laughs> yeah. you know? Did, did he find you or did you like give him your Instagram? No. So like I, when I got home that night, like I told my parents and then I would, my dad was like, Oh, you should like send him a DM or something. I was like, okay, okay. he's not going to see it, but fine. So I sent him a DM just like, Hey, nice to meet you. Like if you're ever around, let me know. Like you know, something like that. Yeah okay and then he saw the dm and he didn't respond to the dm but he followed me so i was like hey maybe we take it like it's fine right but yeah it's pretty cool yeah i guess now you have the inside track so you know who knows you ask him to hang out again go play some roar or yeah that'd be gross uh, just ask him for a, like a jersey a signed jersey you know or something <laughs> like that yeah um, but yeah and no i i actually uh i used nick a little bit this week because i was like you know what i uh, i came across some pretty vintage patrick sharp clips and i was like you know what if I make a sharp at it and I send it over to Nick and then yeah. he can put it sharpie, you know, Man, like, just gonna use I'm like, Hey, you know what? I don't know. And, uh, his, uh, his wife actually liked it on, I think his wife has, like, oh, a I saw that. Yeah. He has a fitness account and a personal account and she liked it. She liked the video with bold. And then I sent her a DM and I was like, let me know if he sees it. Cause like he hadn't liked it. And she's like, Oh yeah. He was the one that actually sent it to me. Cause Nick sent it to him first. Yeah, so that's pretty sick. Uh, that's I had, I had sick. to thank Nick for that. I, I pretty much right away. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make this edit and you're going to send it to him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, that's, that's pretty fun. much how this is going to go. So, yeah. um, but, you know, that's actually a really cool story. And I don't think, um, yeah, I've never kind of like we had drew on a couple weeks ago and he got the Eichel. Yeah. 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 So it now, you know, it's just, and it was a crazy week for Nick too, because that was yeah. the same week that he releases this huge project. Yeah. Now, and then he's meeting patrick sharp and like and, and it's just them like he's not yeah. like surrounded by anyone it's just him on a a nice ass roller rink fucking shooting box yeah for, not a big yeah. deal <laughs> just, no, yeah, it's ridiculous yeah it was insane actually because that friday um i was all ready to post the video i teased the whole week and i was like absolutely buzzing about the fact that i was going to have like a rangers announcer on my project um which was insane just to even get that to happen like he was super cool about doing anything or making any changes um and then of course i made a mistake in the voiceover it was that the rangers won the cup in 94 in seven games and i had wrote six you know i wasn't alive at the time so like can't really blame me but um you know my bad so 
Bill sent me a text. He was like, hey, a colleague of mine, you know, pick the mistake out. I have a feeling it was Steve Valiquette because Steve Valiquette is so on the money with everything. It was probably him, which is also pretty sick. But um, yeah, for that to drop Friday. And then next day, I'm just, you know, chopping it up with a three-time Stanley Cup champion. (laughs) You know, no big deal. Uh, It was pretty special. Yeah, what a week, man. And uh, obviously, you talked about the Rangers, so um, we can get into them now. They're obviously your favorite team. Yeah. And uh, I guess just how did you get into Rangers hockey and, you know, the love for the team? Yeah, so when I was a kid, I think I was in, like, I don't know, eighth grade or something. Uh, and I'm from Connecticut, so everybody's, like, Bruins fans and stuff. Bruins fans, Pat yeah. fans, all New England. It sucks. I hate it. And so, uh, you know, I was a couple of my friends were into hockey. They were all Bruins fans. I was like, all right, you know, I'll follow the Bruins, whatever. I don't know anything about the sport. And so I came home one day. I was like, hey, like, you know, I told my dad. I was like, think about being a Bruins fan. Like, I don't know why I would even come up with, like, why I would just tell him like that. But I was like, yeah, you know, think about being a Bruins fan. Like, what do you think? And he was like, oh, that's not happening. And I was like, why? He's like, we're Rangers fans in this family. Like, I'll show you. And I was like, okay. So then he bought tickets to um, Rangers Flyers. Uh, We were sitting on the glass for it. That was the time when Wayne Simmons was like the guy in Philly. Yeah. Um, and so it was crazy. I mean, first game we went to, he was like, you'll see like the atmosphere in MSG is like, it's unmatched. Like it's just going to be great. And so I'm pretty sure like the Rangers won like four one, I think. Um, and I remember I had bought my first Jersey that game. It was Ryan Callahan. Um, and then he ended up scoring that game, which was nuts um so overall like a really special experience and then from there I just kind of fell in love with the team and my dad was like yeah you know you can be a Rangers fan you could be a Flyers fan too because I was born in Philly so he gave me the out to be a Flyers oh, fan and, you know thankfully I, I chose the correct team yeah. um and yeah I've just kind of like always been involved with with the team and I kind of became obsessed with it at that point like there was a time where I could literally list like the players like height and weight and where they were from like during the pregame. So they'd go pregame warmups and it was like a little bit of a party trick. Cause you know, my dad would have business people that would invite us to the games. Then he'd be like, yo, watch this. You know, March stall number 18. I'd be like, yeah, six, three, you know, Ann Arbor, Michigan, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it'd come up on the screen and like, that would be it. So um, yeah, I've been super involved and obviously editing helps too. Like just keeping up the track with new goals and plays and who's on the team, who's not on the team, things like that. Okay. So, yeah. And um, I guess what would the the dream be then the dream job then Rangers or <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, honestly, I'd love to work for the Rangers, obviously, like, I know a couple of people over there, a couple of alums from my school that work like in the video department. And then obviously knowing Bill now um, on my project is pretty cool. That's a nice add to the portfolio. Um so yeah, I mean, I'd love to work for the Rangers. Uh, I actually got a couple of people reached out to uh, my aunt who reposted the video. Uh, she's like a crazy big person in the sports world. She worked for the Brooklyn Nets and the Miami Marlins and uh, for the longest time. And so a couple of people reached out that knew her from the NHL and was like, hey, this video is awesome. Like, you know, you should email it to this person. So I think uh, I'll get a couple of looks, hopefully, of the video from some people at NHL and and that network so we'll I mean we'll see if that sparks anything but yeah I'd love to work for you know anywhere in the league but the Rangers would be unreal yeah I mean you got your foot in the door for sure much much better than I have I all I've gotten <laughs> is like a, I got the shadow of the Blackhawks video crew for one day that was the closest I've gotten so yeah. um but yeah no um I guess we can talk about the Rangers for a bit now obviously uh they're not in a playoff position mm-hmm. um but 
they're still a really fun team. And I guess you can talk about, obviously I, you have a lot of favorites on that team for sure, Yeah. but you, you can talk about, like, I guess who um, you like the most on the team and just what, what you think of the team overall this year. I think, I mean, this year, like it's obviously been a wild year. I mean, starting out the whole Tony D situation and like a bunch of drama around the team, just, you know, it wasn't great. I think distracted them a bit, but I think coming into the year, like a lot of people get excited about the fact that we got Lafreniere now, we got Kako, we got Kratzoff coming over from the KHL, like Keandre Miller made the team, like all these young guys are really going to come up and like this is going to be a year because like to make a push, but it's like at the same time, we're still in like year three or four of the rebuild. So it's like, we're still kind of coming up. These guys still got to develop. I honestly think that Kako and Laugh should have spent time probably in Hartford in the AHL, like just to develop I think these young guys just get thrown in way too quickly and like with the case of like Matthews and McDavid just like spoiling the league coming in and just dropping like 40 goals and it's like ridiculous um people expect that now especially like with Hughes and stuff I mean he's producing well for New Jersey but at the same time who else does New Jersey have like he has to be the guy there um but yeah I think this year was always going to be a rebuild year so for the fact that we're seven points out or five points out of a playoff spot as of right now doesn't really concern me because um, this year was not really about wins and losses, but mostly just about how those young guys are developing. And I mean, Adam Fox has shown himself to be just a godsend. I mean, yeah. he's got to be in like in conversation for the Norris, the guy's disgusting. And Keandre is just now a bona fide NHL defenseman. He just decided to flip a switch and was like, yeah, let's run it. Um and, and Kako and Laffer are really showing themselves as of late. I mean, on that third line with Hedl, uh, I think they play really well together. So I think development-wise, it's going really, really well. Um, I always figured if they sneak into a playoff spot, they're going to get bounced in probably first, second round anyway. Yeah. That's not really going to help anything in terms of development. But I think either way, they don't really need to bank on lottery at this point because they've got so many guys in the pipeline coming up that they're really stacked. Right. And Adam Fox, as you mentioned, he is tied with Victor Hedman right now for most points yeah. by defenseman. Victor Hedman, unbelievable. Yeah. That's so, a, what is this? Fox's second year in the league or third? Yeah, it's second, second year. year. Yeah. So that's yeah. nuts to me. I was just going to say, yeah, like it seems like the Rangers went through, or well, started a rebuild, but they're way ahead of any other team. Like for yeah. the Sands, for example, our rebuild yeah. <laughs> is a lot longer. Like I think you guys are in a way better position right now yeah. than, than most teams that would have to go through that. Like you guys have a lot of, you know, Lafreniere obviously helped a lot, but, you know, you had, you still had Kako and all those guys. But, yeah, no, definitely yeah. definitely in a better spot. Like, even if you guys just make the playoffs, I mean, it'll be a good confidence boost for the team. But, yeah, no, right. definitely a better spot than most most teams. Yeah, I think Jeff Gordon did a really good job of, like, just managing all of his picks and all that stuff. Because, I mean, you'll look at the Fox trade, and he it was, like, a third and a fourth or something for Fox. Like, he's an absolute steal. Um, just, just things like that. Um, but yeah, I think they're in a good spot and, uh, these young guys are going to be great. Bringing over Niels Lundqvist from Sweden, uh, is going to be a big help. And, uh, defense went from, you know, uh, a weakness to a strength. So that's good. All they got to do is I think just solidify that bottom six because top six is really caring. Uh, Panarin, obviously Criders, advantage at all those guys when they're hot, they're hot. So, um, I think the team does well when they do well. And you mentioned Kravtsov now in the lineup. Did you see the his? Yeah, jersey? I was gonna ask actually. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the whole jersey thing with his uh, misspelled? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, it, it's funny because 
um i did a podcast episode with uh these two guys nick and andrew they're like huge on rangers twitter they're so funny but uh they're always on twitter just you know making memes and jokes and stuff so i'm always constantly on twitter you know during games and stuff like that so um i think that game i i was like i was coming home from like the grocery store so i like was gonna miss like the first period or something and so i was like oh let me just go on twitter to check and it was like blowing up on my feed it was like you can't even spell like your new prospect's last name right i mean like and the guys that like go crazy over the fact that if there's an accent on Lafreniere's jersey or like you know whatever those guys were yeah. like how dare you you know with these right. European guys like you have to treat them right and then in last night's game his name was spelled correctly on the back of his jersey and so that was a whole big thing on Twitter too but yeah and it's a shame that it was on the reverse retro because I think I that's the last time they're gonna wear it and that's probably the only time he got to wear it yeah. and I guess that leads into my next question Reverse retro, do they go back to the Liberty jersey full-time? Do you like it, or do you think just have it as an alternate, if they can? Dude, I love it, honestly. Like, it, it's weird. When it first came out, I was like, this is underwhelming. Like, it looks like a practice jersey. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the red sleeves. Like, I, I always like that about the yeah, old jersey. Yeah. And so when they decide to not go with that, I was like, ah, dude, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I'd be texting a couple of my friends, like Mark, who's Jersey Films. Um, he's a big Rangers guy. I'll text him, like, all the time. And, we literally when the jersey came out he like facetimed he was like dude i don't know how i feel about it and so i didn't really like it either but when you see it in person it's really really nice like i think those sleeves are actually they look really thin on the like picture but they're really nice in person um the only thing like which has been a thing when they've worn in games is the fact that there's like no white outline or anything on the numbers it's mostly like gray and red and so like when they wear them on the ice you can't really tell like who's who technically because right. all the I numbers see. are not really outlined. And I think they made a change to that. They made the outline brighter. I think probably mostly for Sam Rosen who messes up players' names like left and right. Um, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, whoever this is. And now they got John Giannone doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, I really like the Liberty. And I, I mean, I hope they keep it. It's I was sad when they were like, oh, we're only going to wear it for like six games or whatever because – I just think they're gorgeous. That whole set is, it goes really nice together yeah. with the gloves and the, you know, pants and everything. Okay. So, yeah. Do you want them to make a white version and then have like the word mark jersey as an alternate or just keep the home and away and use the Liberty as an alternate? I think the Liberty would be best probably fit as an alternate only because okay. it's supposed to be a throwback. Like, yeah. I don't think they could go to it full time, but I think it's it's a gorgeous alternate. I mean, out of all the the stuff that they've done in the past, like the Heritage jersey, which was literally just like a navy with New York down the the word mark, or mm-hmm. like a lot of people like the Cream Winter Classic. I think the Liberty is probably one of the best ones that they've done as of late. And I think it's probably just because everybody loves that logo. It's iconic. Um, I mean, as I kind of mentioned in the video, it's like it it brings generations together. Now that they brought it back, I think it's really really nice. Um, but yeah, if that if that was an alternate, that I'd be fine with that. Either way, I'm still gonna rock it. So whether they wear right. it or not, it's just you know they they tend to score a lot of goals when they wear it. So yeah, they do. Uh, who's on the back of yours then? You F. Kaka. Kaka. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while, and it was like I didn't want to get Lafreniere. I, the only reason why I didn't get Kaka last year is because like I never want to get a jersey of someone who like may not pan out to be very well. You know, I'd like to have the jersey for a long time. So I waited a year on Kako, um, and I got Panarin last year, which was a good pick. Um, and so then when it came to the Liberty, it was like, okay, do I get Lafreniere? Do I get Kako? Like, do I get Savannah Jad? I don't know. 
So I was like, you know, we'll make the safe bet. We'll go with Kako because he kind of became my guy over the last year. I'd be like, yeah, my boy 2-4, you know, wow, it's a nice city, you know, my boy. Um, and so, yeah, I think uh, Kako is a good pick, but I'll probably get Laugh or Keandre in, in the next few years. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. what, what have you thought specifically about Lafreniere in his first season? I've actually liked his play a lot. It's like, it's wavered in terms of, um, you know, does he deserve the top six time or, you know, is he really, uh, is he that guy basically, you know, that everybody thought he would be, he would come in and be the next Crosby. Right. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, it's not really common that players are going to come in and make a difference right away. So like, obviously, you know, I got everybody hitting my line and telling me that Lafreniere is a bust, uh, and you know, he sucks, but, um, it takes time for these guys to develop. And I think like, especially playing with Kako and Heedle, he's really shown that, um, I mean, he, he does have what it takes. He's got the skill. They just have to adjust to the fact that the NHL is one, a faster game. And two, like these guys are just going to get hit. Like when you watch the the highlights of laugh or Kako and anything from the international or juniors or whatever, like they have so much time and space with the puck. Like nobody's like really trying to hit them. Yeah. They just could do a little, uh, and they get out of the way and like, that's it. And they just crashed into that. And it's easy. Right. No wonder last scored almost like 35 goals in his last season. Right. But when you come to the NHL and you got, you know, Zendaya Charna on the other line, who's going to like rock you the second you take two steps in from the blue line, it's an adjustment certainly. But I think laugh is his played really well as of late, especially. Um, and it takes a bit for these guys to get going. I mean, it took Kako basically a whole year. Like by the time yeah. the playoffs came around last year to the start of the season, like he was a completely different player and bulking up in the off season and constantly working on things has helped him a lot. So he's shown good strides. And I think Laugh is going to follow that. Um, he's playing well now, but I think it's only going to get better in the next year or so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also wanted to ask, I'm not going to give away your Xbox username, but yeah. based on the username, yeah. I would assume that you're a fan of one quiz and I'm going to guess McDonough. Uh -huh. um, and just, I don't know, what do you think? Obviously, Lundqvist departs this year. Uh, he was supposed to play with the Capitals, and then he has the heart condition, um, which he there's he might even come back. Honestly, there's yeah. a potential he might come back um, for the playoffs. But um, I don't know. What did you think of? I've, uh, I guess obviously McDonough. It's been a couple years now, but of course Lundqvist as well, just departing from the team. And how was it for you? Yeah, um, it, it was certainly pretty emotional. Uh, I mean, obviously they were juggling three goalies last season. And I, I was kind of expecting that they were going to dish Georgiev at the deadline and roll an Igor Hank uh, tandem for the last year of his contract. I thought like that was going to be great. Give Igor the time to develop and let Hank take some of the load off of him, but still be able to carry the way that he has for the last 15. But uh, I just think like, obviously with his departure and their decision to buy him out, it's upsetting as fans, but I think for a business decision, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, it, I think that was the least they could do to give him the opportunity to like go where he wanted. If he really wanted to win a cup, then um, do that. I know he had said, you know, I want to retire a Ranger and I think they'll have plans for him uh, to come back to MSG, you know, as an analyst or whatever um, in like that Steve Valiquette type of role um, within the next year, whenever he decides to call it quits. But um I wasn't happy he went to Washington, obviously, you know, I, when the report came out, I literally was like so upset. I, like, I remember seeing on Twitter and it was like, 
oh, Colorado's in the mix. Oh, uh, you know, Washington, maybe. And I was like, okay, let them go to Colorado. Like, that's a team that's good. They're probably going to win if they have Hank. That's certainly a big help. Um, I mean, I guess they don't need them now. They're just absolutely, uh, run, like, running the table. But, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't excited to see them in Washington. I don't think any Ranger fans were, especially after all the playoff wins against them. But as long as he's doing well and is healthy, I mean, that's all we can really hope for. For sure. I hope to see him back. I mean, the Capitals, I mean, he made the right decision. They are fucking yeah. phenomenal this year. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, hopefully he gets in for maybe a game of the playoffs and, you know, hopefully the Caps go for a run. Uh, Lundquist, I did a series a couple years ago um, of players that I think deserve to win the Cup. Ovechkin was on there. Uh, Parisi was on there. And Lundquist was on there, too. And uh, so I've always been rooting for him. I hope he gets one because he just seems like just the nicest guy and everyone loves him. And, you know, um, Zuccarello was emotional when he got, you know, uh, when he left. And so it's just, yeah, you, you feel for him. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nathan, do you have anything you want to ask her? Or uh, I did. I would, I, well, I guess a little bit. I was just going to um, talk about how whenever I think of the Liberty jerseys, I think of Merrick Malik. <laughs> oh, yeah. That shootout goal. Yeah. And like, like you were saying about the, the red stripes on the jerseys. I, I, I like those a little better, but, but like you said, at the beginning, they were kind of meh. And now I'm like, you know, I really like them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's, that's all I wanted to mention, but uh, yeah, no, I know with the numbers on the back, they did change the leafs. Like they made them a little thicker. So, and I think they did the same thing probably with the Rangers, but um, cause it's hard, it's hard to read if it's gray, right. It's with a dark color Jersey and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, no, I just wanted to bring up that Merrick Malik thing because that because that's legendary. That's the first thing I think of when I think of the uh, the Liberty jersey. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. As a consumer, that would really piss me off too that the Leafs changed their numbers because then it's like, okay, well now I bought this. If you had record. bought it before, yeah, right. If you bought it before the change, you and you got a name on it, that's like well, it's two hundred twenty-five US. I'm not sure what it is in Canada, probably like yeah. two seventy-five, or whatever. And it's like, man, like. Am I gonna have to pay to get the right numbers on it, or like, are you, are the Leafs gonna provide? Yeah, that? who's gonna you cover know? the cost? Right. So if the Rangers, you know, did that too, then that's kind of unfortunate because I have, you know, the Liberty jersey as well with Panarin on the back. I mean, I, personally, it's not that big of a deal to me, but like, I would just know in the back of my head, like, I don't have the right thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, the thing about the, those jerseys, uh, the whole setup too, is that um, they're using their home uniform gloves and not like a navy glove to match the uniform and a lot yeah, of same teams with are, arizona yeah a lot of teams thing. are doing that uh you know you got um i think tampa is using the wrong pants or oh no not the wrong pants i think the wrong gloves as well and uh, montreal's using the wrong pants for their blue reverse retros so it's just i don't know if it's laziness or you know teams are trying to save money but it's yeah. like eh, i don't know i wonder how good these uniforms would look if they had the right colors but um yeah i don't know uh, Nick, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I, I think I'm out of questions for you. Um, it's a great question. I, I mean, I don't really think so. Okay. Uh, at this point, we usually let you chirp anybody, any friends of yours that you want to chirp before we wrap up here. If there's anyone you want to call out. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I mentioned Will. I mentioned Mark. Um, oh, I mean, you might know Blaze Shell, Brian. I play <laughs> NHL with him all the time. Uh, God, I always love to chirp Brian. He's a Penn fan and they're garbage. So, dude, th this guy, he always would like, because he lives in Ottawa. Yeah. He'd always be like, yo, 
Nate, you try to like meet up and stuff like that. Yeah, we always talk, send talking, but yeah, no, Brian's a beauty. I love that guy, but yeah. I don't talk to him as much anymore. Yeah, I started talking to Brian a lot, I think, over the last year or so. Um, he's a nice dude. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much all we have for today's episode. This was episode nine of the Clap Bomb Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, Nick. It's it's, yeah, it's an awesome it. interview, and you're welcome to come on anytime. And uh, hopefully, if you know this new podcast here starts up, or or you want to continue the hockey one, I'd love to come on talk some hockey for sure. Um, I'm sure Nathan would too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, thanks for coming on, and thanks to anybody that's watched or listened to this point. And we got link uh, links in the description for all Nick's socials. Go check out his new project return to liberty and uh, yeah thanks so much for watching and we'll see you hey guys. thank you guys for coming on yeah